0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Jimmy Eat Pod I'm David And I am Justin And today it is our fourth episode I wonder what song (laughs) So what is the title of this one for our
1: episode four? Ah, yes, you know what Dave, it is episode four Okay, that was a rough one. That was way oh, too yeah. early. I think I Did you hear like me I...
0: doing the, uh, the I did the hi-hat into the uh, verse? <laughs> no, I, I did, did not a, actually hear that. Oh, you'll is get that it in that the was clean. I thought
1: you were sneezing or something.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I went...
1: That is pretty cool. The first thing I noticed with this was just how cleanly it was
0: recorded. Yes. Yeah, this yeah, is so, early on in their discography. This is off Static Prevails. So, yeah, hearing something that clean is uh kind of surprising.
1: Yeah, so this and this is this is another Tom song. This is another one where uh Mr. Tom, but in this one he doesn't really get in that high register, you know. I think his voice one one thing I've noticed about the the dynamism of his voice is that his doesn't his is similar to mine where when you get in that upper register, you're kind of straining a little bit to sing. Uh, yeah, it's like Jim's, almost falsetto. Yeah, and Jim sounds a lot more, I don't know, even as he goes from the lower to higher register. And uh, so this one, this is all Tom in that low voice. Uh, and again, I think Jim comes in toward the end where he's kind of singing a little bit louder. He mm-hmm. does that sort of sc- that that screaming part. But but for the most part, Tom's got this really low, um, this low sound. And uh, I thought it sounds really good.
0: Yeah, I'm into it. Um, I think it is a great song. I thought, um, we would, and we'll probably get into this a lot. I thought there would be some very, like having come into it relatively, uh, raw, um, outside of Tom singing episode four, (laughs) I couldn't really remember much of the lyrical content, so I was like, oh, there's gotta be some Star Wars references. And not really. <laughs> like Yeah, but if you yeah, you know, I think you have to sort of uh
1: let your mind wander a little bit in that whole episode four thing. Sure. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and bring that up. So this is this has got this has to be a song about Star Wars episode four, right?
0: Um way, I, we'll get to it a little bit later of some ideas of what the song could be about. But okay. off of the bat, if you're gonna call your song episode four. Uh, even in 1996 when the original trilogy was all there was, um, you gotta assume that it's a Star Wars reference. Yeah.
1: And, and that was such, I don't know, that was such an iconic film for the late 70s, early 80s that I think there's no other, in my mind at least, there's no other sort of association of this episode IV, uh. With anything else, yeah, it's not even the number four; it. it's in
0: Roman numerals. Like, come yeah. on, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. So and so, let's go. Ahead, let's go ahead and talk about the the whole Star Wars thing. So I was going to come in with this argument that, okay, there's. I looked at when the prequels were actually released. They were discussed in like an interview with um, George Lucas in like '95, but oh. they were
0: re- they started to be released in '80, '98 or '99, right? I yeah ninety nine because I was uh I camped out at uh, the Gromans Chinese um the night that it was released and we didn't get into the midnight screening so we saw the three a.m. screening which I one hundred percent fell asleep during. And then I had an AP exam the next day, which I very, I think I got a one on, which is like the worst score you can get on it. Yeah. What, what's so, the max? Like five? <laughs> I think five. Yeah. So uh, it was AP bio. I wasn't trying to be a biologist anyway. Um, and so I, it had to be 99 that it came out, May of 99. Okay. Because that yeah, would have that been when right. I was finishing up my f- freshman year in high school. Yeah. So my argument was
1: gonna be there is no possible way that these guys would have known this was episode four for another three years, assuming that they wrote this song even before the July twenty third, ninety six release date. But then I went and did a little research and it was not even like a I think a year or two after the the original film was released that they said, Okay, this is episode four, A New Hope. So Right, because when it originally for, came
0: out, it was
1: Star Wars. Right. And that was it. Right, yeah. and then a couple of years later, they changed it, um, and I didn't. I didn't, didn't look into why it was changed.
0: But hmm. you, I'll, maybe I'll look into that, and you keep going.
1: Yeah. So it had actually been for, let's say, roughly thirteen years. Everyone had known that it was episode four. Um, so then that changed my whole, little, my whole little position I was going to stake on uh, on this episode. And then it made me think. Okay, this is definitely about Star Wars. So then I looked at the lyrics and I started to think how how do these tie into Star Wars? The first obvious one is we'll t- we'll take a trip of no return to outer space.
0: Correct. Which Luke does after his aunt and uncle are killed. They take a they I they I don't think they ever go back to uh, Alderaan, do they? I don't think so. No. Yeah. So I watched the movie today, actually, so.
1: <laughs> All right, yeah, good. And Luke because Luke is very
0: much like, I can't go, I I I have a harvest, I got I got a job I got to do, I can't go to outer space, are you kidding me? And then once Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen die, then he's like, I'm going, I want to be a Jedi just like my father, and then they go off um, into outer space on a trip of no return. So yes, that is the biggest nod to maybe Star Wars.
1: Right. And then you can go on and see and swim in pools, which keep us warm. And the only thing that I that that didn't make any sense for me, there was no garbage
0: chute. Maybe it was warm in there. (laughs) Maybe it was. Yeah. And that's at the very end of the film, right? Uh, it's like, uh, not right at the end. Remember when, uh, they, uh, when Luke breaks Princess Leia out of the jail cells and she's like, shell, cell, and she's like, you're a little short to be a stormtrooper, aren't you? And then he says, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. There's a shootout. And then she blows a hole in the trash chute and they jump in and it's all wet and crappy in there. And then the walls start coming in and three PO. Okay. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Oh yeah. (laughs) Leia in that, uh, was she in the, in the jail cell? Was she in that little? That little outfit of hers?
0: <laughs> no, that little outfit of hers is, I believe, from Return of the Jedi when she's with uh, when she's with uh, Jabba the uh, Hutt. Right? Solo on the boogie, yeah. <laughs> um, Jabba the Hutt. No, in this one, she's in like this uh, tunic, like a white tunic oh. that she's known for for like the or like I guess she's really probably known for that outfit. But um, yeah, in this one, she's known for her like white tunic outfit which you see actually at the end of Rogue One, which can we, if we're talking Star Wars, can we talk about how Rogue One, I think, is the best of the new Star Wars movies since the original trilogy? I have to be honest, I haven't seen it. Rogue One is so good. If you like Episode Four, there's no way you can't like Rogue One because the if you remember, <laughs> oh man, I'm not even a huge Star Wars fan, but I really like Star Wars. At the beginning of Empire Strikes Back... Now, this is where I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I believe that is the Rogue Two Squadron on Hoth in the snow. So you never know who Rogue One is. Rogue One is all about the Rogue One Squadron that attacks the uh, Imperial base hidden where they actually get, the whole movie's about them getting the Death Star plans that Darth Vader's after in Episode 4. So anyway, because of how well the story just connects, it's just so good. Okay, well, that. then I'll have to give a watch. One is I, so I, good.
1: I got, um, you know, I think I've mentioned this before. I have a group of buddies who invited me to see a lot of the Marvel stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and then it was, it was kind of, you know, it, it was difficult to get everyone together. And it seemed like I was the one who always couldn't give them a definite just because of how far I was out from where they were planning on seeing it. They were planning on seeing <laughs> it more toward the coast. So then I think they just sort of, Put you know they they made a separate group message without me, which is why I got Aww. so
0: quiet.
1: That's no, fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm over it. Uh, <laughs> But this was well, one of those I, things where they-
0: I actually bought it on iTunes because I was like, I love this movie so much. I'm just going to buy it. And I actually did buy this one. Not like we were talking earlier about my Plex server at home, although I could have yeah. now. I didn't have Plex at the time. Anyway, I bought it on you- iTunes. You can come over. We'll watch it. <laughs> is it? And so is it streamable at all? Or is, do you have to purchase it? Is it like Disney uh, is it's, now, it? Or? No, it was streaming on Netflix for a little bit and it's no longer there. Um, and I think it's it'll probably be on Disney Plus in November and Disney Plus only gonna be seven bucks. So oh, that's not bad. I mean, but I, I have the bonus content, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the behind-the-scenes and all the interviews. Right? Exactly. So, so anyway, anyway, that's we my
0: Star Wars knowledge. And, okay, uh,
1: and that was that was what we go. That's where we went with the swimming pools, which keep us warm. Swimming
0: pools keep us warm. I was like, uh, the only water I could think of from that fi- film is in the trash chute. <laughs> yeah, and then the other one, sand. Um, it's the sands of uh, which planet are they? Tatooine. Uh so yeah on Tatooine or on Alderaan wait yeah wait is Mos Eisley on a uh, cantina on Mos Eisley so notice i'm singing blink 182 lyrics cuz they also have a song about star wars uh Alderaan is maybe i'm messing it up maybe luke is from Tatooine and leia's from Alderaan and they destroy Alderaan let me look up Alderaan so <laughs> where do the sand people live the sand people live uh, where Luke lives, which I thought was Alderaan, okay. but I think I'm wrong. I'm looking it up. Yeah, Organa was there. Yeah, and they Senator Bail Organa, so Bail Organa adopted Leia when she was a baby. So my bad from before. Alderaan is not where um Luke lived. Luke lived uh on Tatooine, and okay. yes, very sandy planet. Also with the sand people and the Jawas. Um, it's a whole thing. So okay. they reference sand people. Well, in the lyrics? Yeah.
1: No, they just have the line oh, okay. cleaned off the sand from off your feet.
0: Oh. Which-
1: which uh, I have another note about this that that really puts me off. Man.
0: The word feet, I hate the word feet. You, <laughs> oh, okay. I thought that you they were mentioned off in. twice. Cleaned. Oh off yeah, the sand I thought you were misspeaking, off. but now I'm looking at the lyric and I'm like, no, oh, no, nope, that actually, wasn't cleaned him. Off
1: the sand from off your feet, and then I thought you know, once I heard that and it kind of my my brain was stuck with that that line for a while, and I thought, how could they have rewritten that to where there was only
0: one off? They could have started the word "cleaned" late into the line. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, because this seems like one of those. Clean the sand from off your (laughs) beanie. Yeah, this seems
1: like one of those those sentences I would write if I'm trying to write an essay and make it longer. You know, like a couple. I got a couple words. I got to clean off the sand from off of our feet (laughs) as we stood off the ground. Uh, so th- yeah. that seems like the only mention, to me at least, uh, looking at the whole, the, the lyrics as a whole, um, the only mention of anything that's it's remotely close to yeah. Star Wars, right? Yeah,
0: and that's in the chorus, so, I mean, there we are. I mean, maybe it was one of those songs where they are like, I don't know what to call it. They could have called it Disappear. That would have been a cool name. But, like, maybe they were like, oh, I don't yeah. want to call it Disappear. What could we do? Okay, we got Outer Space. We got Sand. Uh, episode 4. <laughs> but so even this the, the song starts with the word episode four. Leads us away from here. What's here? Right. So don't expect to I, find what you're looking for. This Maybe might not be like a terrible song. place to get into it. <laughs> uh leads us away from here. Yeah, I don't know. Um hmm. Leads us away from here. Don't expect to find what you're looking for. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Vader. Takes on Leia's ship at the beginning of episode four, looking for the plans that she has just stolen, which you can see in its entirety in the film Rogue One. Don't expect to find what you're looking to, I guess not looking right. for. It's not, it's not looking for. Looking to. Shit. I can see the light leading away from you. Light. I'm trying to put, tie this into the forest, man. I don't know. We need to have... Was our guest a Star Wars head at all? <laughs> well, is there any light speed travel in there? Uh, Not on Leia's ship, but on no. the Millennium Falcon makes it jump to light speed for sure. And, I mean, Luke and... The first time you see it jump to light speed, Luke and Obi-Wan and C-3PO and rtd 2 and Chewie and Han are all on the same ship. Let's disappear. We'll take a trip. In order to, okay. Uh, episode four leads us away from here. Tatooine don't expect to find what you're looking to what you're don't expect to find what you're looking I mean Luke wants to be a fighter he wants to join the rebellion but he uh, uh his uncle Owen tells him maybe next season uh I can see the light leading away from you maybe it's like when uh uh uh, i can see the light leading away from you i mean that i'm trying to take the story slower but yeah maybe they jump in the millennium falcon blah 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 dance off time to the songs we've never liked now that's where it's like i don't know man like right and that's where it makes me it makes me think of kind of like uh the cantina? Like a teen you
1: know no no, no, no. <laughs> i don't know if that like a teen love song at that point where correct okay, yeah and maybe it's it's luke and leia you know haha they've got their little relationship that's that's going on there. That's right, yeah. So those two lines, you know, the the first thought that came to my head, we'll dance off time to the songs we never liked, and sing off key. That one in in, in particular, right? And sing off key, thinking it sounds all right. That totally reminded me of... Existentialism on Prom Night, remember that Stray Light Run song? Whoa, yeah. I barely right. remember it though. You don't have to remind me. Yeah. It was one of those that I think it was was Straylight Run one of the guys from
0: Take it Back Sunday. Take it back Sunday, right? Yeah. It's uh yeah. John Nolan, I think, yeah. Yeah.
1: So they had the the lyric in there, sing me something soft, sad and delicate, or loud and out of key. Um, and I know that mm. song was written way later but that's what came into my mind when I heard that sing sing off key thinking it sounds all right and it just mm. sounds like some teens having fun in their little in their bedroom listening to Right yeah and, right so that made me think that maybe it does have the overtone of Star Wars and Interstellar travel but it's also got that teen love song so I've I've sort of written this off as uh a, like a love song of sorts Sure yeah So anyway then, and, and you know, I almost lost my will to live.
0: I lost my will to live, man. <laughs> I lost my will to live. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he says, it's sucking my will to That's live. <laughs> it. it certainly does suck. <sighs> oh man. The suck cut. <laughs> I remember my dad told me about this thing called the floby, which was the suck cut essentially it was just yeah a vacuum and i cleaner. think that's what
1: they were doing their little play on this yeah. guy had that like a home-built version of that that was connected <laughs> and i think it was the same thing so the, the just a trim s- all right <laughs> the, the suck cut had it was the attachment he was holding in his hand it had the tube going to the backpack which i think was the vacuum itself yeah and i'm pretty sure the Floby was the same thing it either had yeah i think it was some kind of backpack apparatus or something that you could walk around with it's the basically Flo-Bee like a shop, vac, a mini shop vac.
0: Is an electronically powered vacuum cleaner attachment made for cutting hair. Um, it looks like it's still around. The Floby. Yeah, it was also spoofed in the film Wayne's World. That's the whole thing. It gets on the Wikipedia entry. Come on.
1: Well, let's listen to this, okay? Okay, this is called "It's the Floby." Before the Floby, be, only a skilled professional could produce a good layered haircut. Tens of thousands have been sold to satisfied customers. Why? Because it really works. Proper suction is the key to getting great looking haircuts with no cleanup.
0: Oh man, I'm already sold oh yeah. with this music.
1: It looks like you still need a partner to do it. Like, there's some guys doing it by themselves, but it's... This ingenious device lets you give yourself and <laughs> The music just cut out like haircut that? Haircut yeah. Every time. Tens of thousands have been sold to satisfied customers. Why? Because it really works. And there it Before is, the man.
0: Flo- oh, man. By 2000, 2 million Flobies had been sold. And the Floby factory is located... This is very present tense, their Wikipedia entry. Is located in Flower Buff... Bluff, a suburb of Corpus Christi, Texas. Of course they're in Texas. Uh, yeah. And the top comment is, as you can see,
1: it sucks and it cuts. <laughs>
0: well, it, it certainly, certainly does, does suck.
1: suck. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So that was... Uh, where did we get in the Uh We
0: were... T- uh, oh, Wings yeah. Wing's World came up. It's
1: sucking my will to live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> um my yeah i almost lost my will to live and then that's it right so then it repeats it basically repeats the whole block again
0: correct yeah it's really only the only thing in, that's not in the second block is the uh, i closed my lyrics pages is the third line of the song um it didn't look like it was in that second block which is what
1: oh yeah you, you closed it but because i'm looking I here did, yeah. i got I'm this off planted. of
0: genius uh, so and I also have, had song uh, meanings up. So let me pull up. I had both up, but then I closed it. Yeah. The um, second. So in the second round, they
1: just do. And, you know, I almost lost my will to live a second. Those two lines again. But I think that's when Jim comes in with him in the background, doing that sort of that screaming
2: about.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, All right, so I did not see, unless I'm wrong, so on song meanings, it says, Episode 4 leads us away from here. Don't expect to find what you're looking to. I can see the light leading away from you. I don't see I can lie, see the light leading away from you on the second part of the song on song meanings. Okay. Um, I can check Genius, but... Oh, yeah, let me go back to that. Let me see where that was.
1: Yeah, that's also in the Genius, but I didn't notice that.
0: Yeah, because then it just jumps right into... um uh let's disappear yep you're right there it is
3: hmm
0: curiouser and curiouser (laughs) okay so
1: we've got um so speaking of song meanings what did they have to say let's see okay hey the general comment uh user kiki fox 2005 tell us about it kiki a, yeah, a guess. The title of episode four in the Star Wars saga, "A New Hope." Perhaps this is a song that refers to just that—finding a new hope for life in someone you love. It seems like a lot of these comments have the whole love feel to them. Sure. Again, I mean, I, I'm downloading now. Tell you when it's. I don't know why people comment like this. I'm downloading now. Tell you when it's done. This is the same <laughs> Thanks, as someone dude. saying, "Haven't haven't heard the song yet?" Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, someone mentioned that it's comforting to listen to. This is comforting because I think it's such a low register for Tom that you can just have it, and it's so well mixed. If I had this going through the, you know, or like a good sound system, and you hear the the, the bass, I want to see. Yeah. I want to see what key this is in. Key. I want to see what key this is in. There should be. You know, I should have some kind of. Yeah. See, the sing off key comes up. It doesn't actually show me. I need the, the actual music to see what key it's in.
0: <laughs> or pick up a guitar. I don't have one near me. <laughs> well, right. we could look you know, at the and, and the where reason why the covers are playing it. Some of
1: the stuff, and I don't know if this is if this was when Jim came along, but they started playing a lot of their songs in drop D. Yeah. So I don't know if it, if it hits so low because it's a D, which is um, I think it's I haven't looked up the the theory, but I know that A's A's have the I think it's the widest um, wave, and that's why they have such. A low, like if you were to if you were to play a low A on a sub, that would uh-huh. be the one that makes the most reverberations, just because of its, the width. Yeah, so I'm wondering if the D has anything to do with that. Anyway, I'm just speculating. I have no idea what key this song is on. You know, yeah. Um, so what did I looked at this consequence of sound review too uh,
0: of, of Static Prevails.
1: Yeah, yeah, and this came from who wrote this one. Dan Caffrey. So he just has to say there's clunky lyrics. Which I, th- I still think they're, you know, they're <laughs> finding this is a a well-mixed album, but they're still finding them. He just thinks they're
0: clunky because it doesn't say straight out, uh, hey, uh, this is a Star Wars song.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. So he does actually say in one block, uh, he explicitly mentions episode four. And let's go ahead and talk about this. So you first let me ask you this: Is Blink 182's song titled A New Hope? It is. Okay, and that one is obviously about very much Star Wars, right? Okay, very
0: full, uh, uh, um, lousy with Star Wars references, specifically oh, really? Episode Four, A New Hope. Right. So I wonder if this,
1: if who had sort of initiated writing that song in Blink One Eighty Two? Mark. Mark is a huge Star Wars fan. Mark is. Yeah. Okay. The end. The reason why I bring that up is because there is a mention of. A relationship between Tom, actually, and Jimmy World with this song. Oh, with this so song I, in particular, huh? Yes. So this is how the story goes. And this does come. Uh this was mentioned on where did I see this? I have the notes here somewhere. It was oh, here we go. So it was on blink one eighty two onlinecom Okay. Uh, and Run Home Jack with Run a Home Jack. For, yeah,
0: Run Home Jack with the flair. Is that a band? Uh, no, it looks like it's oh, this guy's okay. username, Well, he cause has the flair for Cheshire Cat. Interesting. So it, it just a real quick thing. My buddy Arthur used to run B182.com, which was just another blank fan forum, and I played a show at his house at, in Rancho Cucamonga with a band called Run Home Jack. Anyway. Uh, well, this guy's <laughs> location is in London,
1: so. Uh, not, <laughs> so not the, the same guy. guy. No, but that is yeah. an interesting story. Okay. Yeah. I love Hook. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. This was posted. <laughs> this was posted on September 28th, 2007, and run home, Jack. Let me see. Do I need to paraphrase? I'll just say it. Mark and Tom of Blink 182 are longtime fans of the band. They've been promoting Jimmy World in interviews and the True. like as early as '95. The I wedding. Discovered. The story goes: Tom apparently had said, "quote I love you," end quote, to his then girlfriend for the first time after a Jimmy World show while episode four was playing so this was this i don't know they i don't know when they've played episode four live i haven't personally heard it but at this point
0: oh i've got um, it for you baby yeah. <laughs> awesome.
1: i'll look forward to it when we listen to those covers and yeah stuff. <laughs> and then it continues on so years later when they were going to get married she contacted the band and asked that they would surprise Correct. tom by playing a few songs at the wedding so jimmy world was happy they played episode four dressed in tuxedos um, That's pretty cool. And, and that was actually from the Jimmy World FAQ itself. So I couldn't get to it because they've changed their website around, and I think the they didn't. I don't know. Save yeah. The so content, I did
0: but. know that Jimmy World played Tom and Jen's wedding, um, yeah. and uh, I did not know that. I mean, maybe if I did know about episode four being the song that he told her and blah blah blah, um, uh, that uh, then uh, I'd forgotten, and now I'm hearing it for the first time all over again.
1: Right, so that's why I was surprised to hear that that Mark had written that song. I don't know if he writes the majority of the blank songs, but that he yeah. wrote that one, and he's the fan. When it sounds like Tom has more, um, Tom DeLonge, you know, yeah, than Tom Linton, but Tom DeLonge has more of uh, an association with um, space, space, in. Yeah. and
0: you know, <laughs> extraterrestrials. I think Tom. I mean, Tom. I would say is a casual fan of uh, Star Wars, um, but Mark is like ahead. Like he like cares about hilts of lightsaber hilts and, uh, and character story arcs and stuff like that. And for the most part, blink in blink, they sing what they write. So that's why it's, I, that's why I'm saying with such authority that Mark wrote the song. I don't know that for sure. Or for sure. Um, now you got me wanting to look up a new hope and what they've said about it.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you can go ahead and look and search about that. Um, it just makes me think that maybe this, I don't know if this song had any play into how Tom sort of the road that he took with outer space. And
0: you can yeah. see a lot of when Mark Trombino produced uh, Dude Ranch. Uh, did Mark Trombino produce? We yes. didn't talk about who produced or when Static we didn't. So came this out was, or anything. So but. just to go back to the
1: stats, this was track six of 12. I'm not even so, I'm so unfamiliar with this CD, this album. I don't remember what the first five tracks were, what they even opened with on this. But yeah, it was yeah. produced by Mark Trumbino. I don't have any notes on where it was recorded, but okay. it could have been unit two. I don't know. I don't know if Mark went out there. If Mark does exclusive work in Southern California, then they probably did it out here. Um, right. In the uh, Burbank studio is right see. where you are.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'm going to look it up and see if I can find anything. Uh, yeah, so Mark
1: Trombino it. produced it, which is probably why it was so well mixed.
0: Yeah, yeah, and just recorded to go back on at the, Big Fish, Big Fish. and Sound City, Sound City, Sound City. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So that was, um, yeah, that was right by uh, Northridge the Budweiser plant, and then Big Fish is in Encinitas. That's also the same studio that Blink recorded Dude Ranch. Oh, okay. And Cheshire Cat, Sound City. You know, and I, I think that, they recorded Enema there too. Did we talk about this? Did you see Sound City? I did. I love Sound City. Yeah, and so I I can't
1: remember. It was such a long time. I think I ended up purchasing it and streaming it right off of their promotional website that they did that uh Dave had done for it, but I don't remember if Jimmy World came up in that at all. I know Weezer did.
0: Uh interesting. Yeah, I don't I don't
1: recall. I have to watch yeah, it because they had, they had recorded I think portion of Pinkerton at Sound City.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, even parts of Enema were recorded at uh Big Fish. Okay. Uh what was I going to say? Oh, uh so let's let, let's finish it cuz I wanted to see if Weezer had any Star Wars uh songs or lyrics or nods. Well, they do have Did,
1: their uh, their rock opera and
0: that's not was, a record that they've released. Well,
1: no, well it was so it was it was supposed to follow their initial the blue album. So it was recorded between 94 and 96. So it was called Songs from the Black Hole, but it was it's about a space romance.
0: Okay, this it the, sounds each, vaguely familiar to me.
1: Yeah, so I, I downloaded, I think it downloaded like 12 or 13 tracks, but it um, it just follows the relationship between, I think it's two people that are working on the same spaceship, and they're just sort of clashing at first, but they want each other. And um, I don't know if it actually has any association with,
0: hmm.
1: with Star sounds Wars. Sounds like Definitely Leia like and Han, space.
0: man. Sounds like Leia and Han. They didn't get along yeah. at the beginning so well. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't look like there's anything I'm able to find here. St-
1: Weezerpedia, Star Wars. Why is this Star Wars and Weezerpedia? Okay, I'm going to give you the overview here. The Star Wars films, particularly the first three and their accompanying subculture, are viewed by many as touchstones of an entire generation, including the members of Weezer and the vast majority of its fan base. Interesting. The films so Weezer first direct are reference. Big. Yes, but so they don't actually mention it until 2017 with QB Blitz. And when they mention Hoth and oh man, quarterback quarterback blitz is so bad. Is that
0: a song? Yes.
1: Oh. And that was on Pacific Daydream, which I'm looking, I have right behind me. I have my press. I think it's got it's a red, um it's red vinyl. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Red vinyl. But oh man. So the the quarterback blitz, just to go about that song, just to give you an overview. Okay. Um Quarterback Blitz is about another person in my creative life, a collaborator. That one's ultimately about the disappointment with the decisions that had been made and the feeling of, why did I trust other people when I should have been going with my own creative instincts? Fast forward. In an October 2017, NPR interview, Rivers provided context for the algebra lyric, noting that he tried to get his wife to take a Khan Academy algebra course with him, but she wasn't having it. (laughs) Hoth, as referenced in the lyrics is A Planet from Star Wars Episode V, The Empire Strikes Back. So that's it. It's just a mention of Hoth. I don't know where Weezerpedia gets that they. um, I guess they just mentioned touchstones, of including members of Weezer. Just, I guess they're just assuming yeah. that there's. I don't know how into it they are. So there isn't much. There isn't yeah. much. If. Yeah. That they have said.
0: I'm sort of still looking in the background at. Why on earth, like if George Lucas specifically said why, I mean, people are just so long winded. Just tell me why he called it episode four once episode five was released.
1: So that's what happened. That's
0: when he named it, huh? So he did have the foresight to produce the original trilogy as a middle of a complete story. So in the late 70s, it was that it was starting to be rumored that Star Wars could be nine films. So, but I mean, I don't know. That's like, I could have guessed that and it would have been, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know. That's right. not as sexy as I wanted it to be. Right. Uh, so so it's yeah. like,
1: you know, I don't know if, if um, and I'm not a huge fan. Like you said that you like the Star Wars films. I, I can't honestly say I've seen any of the, the episodes four five or six in their entirety. I have only wow. my buddy, my buddy sat me down and he said, Hey, I can't believe you haven't seen this. So I watched it and it seemed like the first 30 minutes was brand new. So any time that it's been on I've I've kind of caught up in yeah. the, I don't know the first third or That's uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I've never even seen any of those. The only ones that I've seen in their entirety is maybe one or two of the prequels and then I think um the very first I guess it would have been um episode 7. I saw episode 7 in its entirety in the theaters like I couldn't I couldn't leave. I mean, and I did not not like it, but it just, you know, it was was neat. It was fun to experience, but it just wasn't really my my bag.
0: Yeah. Well, what's funny is if you saw episode seven, then you pretty much have seen episode four because it's just about a carbon copy of the same thing. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So I just text you a video um, that we can get to later. And you said, so for the... The structure
1: of this song, you had mentioned that Let's Disappear. Are you considering that the chorus?
0: Well, yeah, I think so, because they repeat it. Okay. And it kind of like goes into like a different like sort of driving type of uh, like beat.
1: Yeah, you're right. You can hear um, Zach doing the little ride there doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely different. I put down pre-chorus for that one.
0: Uh oh yeah. Uh from outer minute well Well then where is the
1: where is the chorus? That I have down as we'll dance off time to the songs we've never liked.
0: Oh sure, yeah. I uh, see I almost thought that was another verse, but then he says that again. So it's like, yeah, it's almost like a maybe dance off time is like a post-chorus.
1: <laughs> maybe uh, you know what I I don't know how to I don't know how to notate that. I got PC for pre-chorus. <laughs> <laughs> PS PS PSC yeah yeah Yeah, so okay you had sent me let me see so yeah this is let me open this in here so this what I should do
0: is send you this Mm -hmm. and this
1: sounds good live yeah
0: so Tom hasn't started singing yet Yeah, it's like extended intro. To like a four on the floor type of thing here, a little bit. What's that? He's uh, Zach switches to like a four on the floor type feeling to the right. kick drum, right? Yes, and I so yeah. I was thinking that that video was from their DVD called Believe in What You Want, which came out in I think it came out in 2004, but it was recorded in 2002 at the 930 Club. Because I remember Tom wearing that red shirt, but I'm looking at Live from the 930 Club, and it's a very different setup um, in terms of this great star backdrop. And then in the video I sent you, I think Rick is wearing a red shirt, and in the Believe in What You Want video, he's wearing like a white shirt. So it's not from that. I don't know when this is from, but I just looked at setlist.fm. They've only played this song five times on record. So, and one of those times, uh, Tom DeLong was in the audience. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, well, let's so. take a, well, hold on. Now I'm, now I'm, hold on. When did Tom get married? He got married in 2001. Okay. So, he got it's, married,
1: yeah, May 26th of 2001. I don't know how long they were. Oh, yeah. I guess you could find when they got, when they, when he proposed,
0: right? Yeah. Well, no, so, it's that, different. The first different. record I have of, jimmy Eat world playing it according to Setlist, now jimmy Eat world wasn't really big before 2001 so i have july 23rd 2001 in phoenix they played episode four at the web theater so maybe they played it a lot before that and it's just not logged on on a set list but the last time they played it was in kansas in 2005 there were two shows in september When they played it in Portland, Maine, and Lawrence, Kansas, September of 2005, and that's it. Nothing since then. There was a festival date, and then three times in 2001. One was a festival date, one was in Rhode Island, one was in Arizona.
1: Wow, three times that year, huh?
0: Yeah. But if he got married in 2001, then he got engaged, you know, 99, 2000. And so who knows what Jimmy World set lists looked like at that time. I do have, I mean, I have set lists going back to 94 for them, but... You know, it's very few and far between. It's one in ninety-four, two in ninety-five, six in ninety-seven, eight in 98, 26 in ninety-nine. By the time two thousand one hits, then they start getting to seventy two set lists, and then there's like lots and lots and lots. So but before that, there's just not a great record of what the what songs they were playing at what mm-hmm. shows. Okay. But yeah, not since two thousand five have they played episode four. And they don't really shy away from Static Prevails, but I do feel like there's only a few songs from Static Prevails that they ever, yeah. like, dip back into. So you and I were both at the Ventura Theater Show, right? Yes. Yeah, so that was a full band. Do you remember when
1: Tom—I think they may have come back. I don't want to say it was from, a like, a full-on stage break, but they just kind of paused for a bit, and then they did a couple of Tom songs in a row. Is
0: that right? Uh. Well, do uh, why all? don't I pull up the set list? What year was that? Oh man, I don't even remember that, Well, the Ventura Theater show was a Futures Ten date, so right wasn't it a Futures tenth anniversary? Yes. yes, show. And Futures came out in two thousand four, so it was twenty fourteen, maybe.
1: Okay, that sounds good. Take a look, Futures. Because I swear that that Tom lot. had come out, and I I hadn't been to a Jimmy World concert at that point where Tom had come out and sing and sung. So that was sure, yeah. That was
0: October. Was it October of twenty? 20- Here it is. Majestic October 2nd, 2014. And they played Futures just tonight. Work, kill. I mean, they played, you know, um, all of Futures. Then, yes, there was a break. And then the Encore, they played Over, Closer, which we talked about on the Closer episode. Appreciation, right. My Best Theory, and Disintegration. And then they play- closed with Fleet American and Sweetness. So... So, no Tom songs there. No, but it it could, it's possible that they didn't, um, uh, that they didn't um, log the show in full, maybe?
1: No, I doubt that. They're pretty good. Where are you looking?
0: Uh, I'm at SetList. I'm on setlist.fm. Yeah, that's pretty uh, precise. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't really see, uh, yeah, because I'm not, I don't know appreciation off the top of my head. It's from damage, so it's probably not a Tom song. Yeah. Doesn't look like it anyway. If you remember oh, okay. Tom singing two songs in a row at that Ventura theater, let us know in the comments below or on that tour. Yeah. You didn't see the Nokia date then. They also played that yeah. same tour at Club Nokia, and I think you know, I went there's, to that as well. Yeah, I stopped uh
1: it was kind of around the time when you could get you could opt for having the digital uh tickets sent to you or you could get them mailed once and i got it didn't ever happen to me but i had a buddy who had that you know it was the the discreet envelope that has it's yeah white but he accidentally it didn't get stolen but he accidentally threw it out because he thought it was uh, you know you don't really know because they don't want to announce that it's tickets so i stopped getting tickets so i used to be able to reference my ticket list i had a bunch of tickets in a you know like an old pencil box of mine but I don't even know. I I don't know if my email goes back that far.
0: Trying to find those yeah. tracks. Man, they played so many more songs at the Futures Tour at the Club Nokia than they did at the Ventura Theater. They played twenty-two songs at Club Nokia. Oh man. And then I think I went to the Marquee the day after, and it was pretty much the same set. Yeah, twenty-two songs. Yeah, yeah.
1: The the earliest ticket I have in my um in my mail is. September 28th, 2010 at the Fox Theater in Pomona.
0: Yeah, I was at that show. That was the one that uh, I think we talked about it. Uh, we Were yeah. Promised Jetpacks uh-huh. opened up. Oh, they were yes. so good.
1: Yep. next one was at the Palladium. I guess there's a lot. I, I'd have to look at what. Yeah, this is September 28th at Palladium. This is when they released Damage, and that was 2013. So I took a little bit of a hiatus on the, on the Jimmy tours.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, there it is. So it was the Ventura Theater it was October 2nd, 2014. I've got, yeah, Futures Tour. Yeah, 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 it's one of those early ones. I don't think I've I've seen. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at this and see all my all my tickets in my inbox. Okay, so this one again. This was another early track. There's not a ton of covers. How many did you find? Okay,
0: gotcha. Okay, so before we get to covers, there's a few things because yes, there aren't many covers, but I did find some interesting stuff. The first thing I found was this one guy that we are definitely going back to this well, because he basically has a theory that static prevails as a concept album. And so that's where I wanted to, let me send you his video real quick and you can play some of his audio. I'll see if I can find where in the uh, piece it is. Um, But he basically goes track by track, ex- trying to figure out what the story is. Um. He has a theory that it's there. Let's see. Has, has okay, is so it's right games? before digits. Let's see. Uh, yeah, this okay, is a see. heap of games, yes. This is a Brit, his favorite album. Is there any uh, portion you want me to play? Oh, I'm trying to find the timestamp real quick. This is good podcast okay. content. Um, Cross the, the pond. That i got to change my playback play speed. Disappear.
1: Well,
3: while oh, you're looking for that, I have found a comment.
0: A comment okay. from
1: one year ago.
0: On this video? Um, yeah, on the
1: video down, it says I asked Zach on Twitter a while ago static oh, yes. concept album, and he said it wasn't intentionally. And then he says he lies.
0: Okay, so go to 23 minutes into this video, and we can hear this guy's explanation. Now, this is out of context. He's talking about a larger story, but he believes that episode four is the end of the first act of the rock opera, Static Prevails.
3: Okay, all right, here we go. Story building here. Or maybe it's just me. And then we get episode four, which is what I call the last part of act one, because operas tend to have acts. And static prevails is two clear bits. You've got uh, thinking that's all through to episode four, and then digits onwards. But we'll get up to that in a minute. Episode four is where they head off together, and they're in love. Uh, I can see the lights leading away from here. The light, the starlight, rock stars, starlight, leading away, going away, and she's got to follow. You see, you see, it works. That is so. It, there you go. He actually talks about. Does he keep going?
0: He he does. And his. Uh, I wanted to talk about. There are two characters in this rock opera. There's the wow. rock star from the song "Rock Star" on Static Prevails, and Claire, and they are in love. Uh, Interesting. And, okay. And going so away Cause, together.
1: Because already he's. He, we're on the same page with. The, it's a love song.
3: Yes. Let's disappear. We'll take a trip of no return to outer space. It's little lies like this that I heard, and I thought. Damn it, I think I'm on to something here. Again, it's that idea of, let's disappear, we're not coming back, let's just go to outer space, which basically means the unknown. We're just gonna go and find ourselves wherever. And, you know, I almost lost my will to live, that could just be her saying, you've saved me, you've given me this new lifestyle, and I'm gonna go live it. So that is Act One of Static Prevails, the rock opera.
1: And
3: I hope (laughs) interesting
0: that uh the rockstar and claire huh yeah um so rockstar and claire fall in love they get in this ship and go far 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 away and uh as we go through the rest of static prevails on this crazy journey that is this podcast we can hear we can go back to the 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 well from a heap of games and hear exactly what other uh uh ideas he has um well and just look at the tra- look at the track listing here. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. it's not
1: that far fetched. So it's thinking no. that's all rock star Claire, Call It in the Air seventeen in episode four. My thought, if I'm just looking at these tracks, it's they're considering, I don't know, maybe taking off. It, they have the, the song about the rock star, which is one of my favorite Tom songs. Uh Claire and then Yours in personally. The air. Hey, you want to leave or not? You want to take off. And then maybe they're seventeen years old. They're a little too young. <laughs> and yeah. then episode four.
0: Yeah. So now I'm going to send you a bunch of songs that I found on Bandcamp called Episode Four, <laughs> and oh. uh, and I thought it was interesting because they are so widely diverse, and we don't have to hear all of it. But this first track, I'm pretty sure it's this one with the girl from Smoke on the cover. By For Want of, uh, yes, from the album Smoke by the band For Want of. But this song kind of rips (laughs) like I was like very taken aback and kind of into it. All right. So this was uh, 2013. Here we go. That's like I mean here's the thing So I I went through all of these tracks Hoping like oh maybe they just didn't put Jimmy Eat World cover on it So let me listen to all of them Which I did This one really stuck out because I was like Hey this could be a white belt cover of the Static Prevail song Episode 4 And I just would not know (laughs) But um, I kind of love the guitar playing Like that sounds like old like 1960s computers I feel like that's really in right now um, you think so? So I was just listening to The Advantage the other day, and they have a lot of that that <laughs>
1: follows the, you know, how they would program with keyboards or or program with with probably computers or something the actual tracks in these NES games so they could do these yeah, really yeah, fast yeah, yeah, yeah. melodies. but they would re, re, they would recreate that um, the advantage would with their guitars and that's exactly what their sounds sounded <laughs> like it's just you know it just sounds like really the guys looking at his guitar trying, trying to make sure he doesn't miss any of the notes
0: love that kind of sound there's uh, there's all these bands that I'm kind of no, I uh, uh, I casually listen to like. There's one called Posture, Posture, and the Grizzly. They also do that with the guitars, and I kind of love it. It's like I don't know how to play guitar like that, but I love that somebody does. <laughs> right, and I mean that was that. Those were some pretty intense uh, vocals. Yes, All right.
1: I don't know <laughs> yeah. if the cover of this album, which has this girl dressed, yeah, I expected dressed a female this,
0: vocalist.
1: It, it could be. Is it? it not? Could be. I, I it don't was. know. I told totally don't know. Oh, I guess.
0: Let me play a little more. (laughs) Jeez. Oh, man. All right. Um, uh, At this point, the only one I remember standing out to me was kind of a chill wave hip hop track. Um, So we can listen to like a snippet of the rest of the links that I sent over. And then we'll get into the the two other covers I found, unless you found more. Okay.
1: So this is the Silversmiths from... What does it mean from Ragnarok? Uh, this is a I, I assume that's... I,
0: I'm it. sending you just the link to the track itself. So, yeah, I assume it's the record it's on. Okay. Hold on just a sec. <laughs>
1: hey, Char. What's happening? Hi.
0: What? And this is why we record in blocks, because we are parents <laughs> <laughs> attending yeah, to our uh, children. <laughs> what's
1: happening? Hey? Nothing? Do you want to take that trash back to the trash can? We're just about done. We're still recording. We're almost done.
0: Almost. Record? Can I help? <laughs>
1: uh, we're, we're kind of doing it live, though, right now. Not live, but uh, it's kind of a hot mic. How about when we're done, you come in here and you can and you can play. We can play I some s- guitar. Yeah, you can play drums.
0: Yay! Oh, okay. sick. I just yeah. Is like so,
1: yeah. that indoor trash? Indoor trash, yes, please. Okay. And then I'll be, yeah, we'll be done soon, okay? All right, make sure Jack doesn't come out here. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Bye. Got to see if she could play along to Of What For or whatever the hell that band was. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance yeah not a chance
1: 4 one to <laughs> okay so I think it's just the way that they have this on on Bandcamp the way that they have the the song or the the band and then the album from Ragnarok by silversmith I guess that order just throws me out so so this is it's the got a Marvel
0: reference it's got a Star Wars reference these are nerds for sure okay so this is the Silversmith.
3: Previously on The Silversmith Chronicles, our dashing hero, Eric Cambridge, That's adventure extraordinaire, had, through his research, discovered the location of the underground necropolis, believed to be the resting place of the holy mic, leaving a quick message for his trusted sidekick, Solomon Montague, That's he rushes headlong into the adventure. Seeing my reflection, shade the mic to possibly awesome, Yeah, I blast. think this is the one I
0: really liked. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it kind of reminds me of like me Deltron thirty thirty or yes. something. Yeah.
1: Deltron thirty thirty, <laughs> a little bit of um oh man, what's the what's the the blur
0: guy's uh Oh yeah, the gorillas. The gorillas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit of a gorilla vibe. Totally, that, yeah. His his
1: voice in there. Yeah,
0: I don't know what it is. Like uh I found like some YouTube channel that just is always on that you can just like hop into and it's like called like chill wave study music and it's just stuff like that without lyrics but i really dig that vibe like the whole like early 90s hip-hop aesthetic i'm really into chill hop. right is that what it is Uh, uh, that might be what it is yeah I, i that's like easy to put on while you're driving and uh anyway love the silversmiths that's what the rest of their catalog sounds like who do we have next Okay, next we got uh,
1: Sward. So this one is way more obvious. So Star Swords uh, is actually
0: oh, the name of their album. Oh, get it? Oh, right? and I think I saw hip-hop somewhere in this. This is another hip-hop. Uh, okay, so these guys are from San Diego, though. So this is oh, so, uh, this is Oh, shit, look at the lyrics. There's lyrics on this. I see the word Jimmy on here. Uh, Jimmy Snuka. Who's Jimmy Snuka? I don't know. That's Samry.
1: Um... Okay, then and then P. Rob comes up with, uh, with are his there lyrics other Jimmy there. World
0: lyrics in here. It doesn't look like it, no. It's just the no. only the only mention. We put in so Jimmy, Jimmy gets mentioned. Jimmy. So you know, obviously these guys are huge Jimmy World fans. Oh yeah. So well, look, man, these guys
1: have Star Swords. They they downloaded the font. They figured out <laughs> probably how to open this up in Photoshop <laughs> yeah. and and add this uh, sort of gold. Yeah, uh, I'm into it.
0: Yeah, okay, let's hear it. Go.
1: So this is this is Swords. Star swords.
3: Yeah. The local systems in line. Fear of this battle station. And what do the rebellion Oh, oh shit, they the sample oh, a man. Command. I a of the it. Oh, man. I'm way into Earth, Earth it might find a it. Come on, Sam. Rack taking a trip down memory lane like 1994 back in the day before the whip the chips and grimy flows the pants scribbling filling the papers with sketches and heroes was always on that solo never models and rolls around my dome beside them dollar minus once an issue my issue was rather focused on
0: Oh, that's so good! Hold on, play it for like one more second. I want to hear the Jimmy context.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, Jimmy okay, Snuka another Marvel Stark. reference.
0: I don't know who yeah. Jimmy Snuka is, but I know Tony Stark is Iron Man. Okay, I'd that's cool. Jimmy I love Snuka. that. That is good. I fucking love uh, that. Jimmy Snuka is a f- oh, a professional wrestler from Fiji. Jimmy oh. Superfly
1: Snuka. Cool. Oh, he must have been a wrestler. So it says WWE honors the life of Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Oh, RIP. So he, oh. Yeah, man, 2017 in Florida. Shit. Yeah, it looks like he had a a good career making movies. Oh. Worked with Roddy Piper and Rikishi.
0: Oh, sick. Was he in They Live? Uh, You know what? I don't,
1: I'm going to look right now. Let's see what his, <laughs> can we see what his Jimmy Snook is IMDb? Because uh, They Live was what was that, 84? Yeah. 80, let me see how far back this goes. It um, uh, just shows a lot of wrestling stuff. No, Doesn't I don't see
0: him in They Live no. on his uh, Wikipedia. No. Alright, cool. I love PCW. Jimmy Snooker. Yeah. yeah, he's an old feller. Okay, so that's,
1: that's Jimmy Snooker. That yeah. was so that was Sword, Star Swords. Another one that I could totally have on in the background. Yes. Uh just like you said, man. That was really uh that was nice. I dug that. Summary. So Hacker. Oh wait, hold, see, hold on. Hacker. Before we jump into hacker. the next one, I think Wes oh, needs a new man. movie. Hold on, I think
0: Wes All right. needs a new you need a new movie? What happened? Okay, who's next? This hacker right, hacker is Hacker. Hacker from Russia. Yeah. Okay. Oh so my this, God! This person 100% influenced the election. <laughs> oh man, you're right, dude. They're being so obvious, man. They're oh just my God! In face. Extreme hacker uh,
1: energy here. So his he discography it says "Psychedelic Schizoid Soundscapes" uh, was his most recent release. That was January of last year. That was the name now, of the you say, album. <laughs> what would you say this? Um, this can this not? A, it's not a contraction. This. Uh, EXP. Is that Experience 46? Oh, yeah. Um, or would that be Expiration 46?
0: I don't know, this guy man. This guy's so
1: deep. He's so deep. I don't know. Okay, so this is definitely, this has, the visual I'm Experiment seeing Experiment
0: 36, I think, is the one that makes the most sense. Experiment. There you go. 46, that makes way yeah. more sense, especially with his psychedelic
1: schizoid soundscapes.
0: <laughs>
1: so this is... Uh, Yen Yamin's hacker. Okay, so experiment forty six. The visual I'm seeing on this album cover is it looks like uh, snow from TV snow
0: over a rainbow, right? Yeah, definitely ninety. Have you seen the uh, new Blink One Eighty Two album cover? N- no. It looks exactly like this, tilted to its side. If you pull up Blink One Eighty Two Nine, um, and look at the album art for it, and then look at this album art, Let's it look just looks up. like. <laughs> yep, you're right. It's but it's got their new. That's their new logo, right? That is their new logo. Yeah. Yeah,
1: with the blink 182 with the X over the eye. Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah. Oh, wow, that, you're right.
1: I, I always okay, got to so tie this, it in, man. I got to tie it in this, where I can. You got it. I mean, and there's there's a you know there's a dance back and forth, man. There's a relationship there. <laughs> okay. So this. So is yeah, Hacker. he's
0: Russian and going with a rainbow aesthetic. That's pretty risky, man. Yeah. Let's hear it. Oh fuck. <laughs>
1: How do you achieve this sound? I don't know, man. This has got to be analog. I think he's actually touching, like, a, a, one of the cables to one of his TV in, inputs or something.
0: Oh. You know, doesn't it sound like something's just not quite connected. This is probably also Morse coding something into our heads and now our listeners. You know what, Dave? I have a mission that I have to take. I'm sorry. I have to leave. <laughs> Cut the pod short.
1: <laughs> is there... Any sort of... Uh,
0: this track moment. is cursed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jump to the end. Let's see what happens. Where where does okay. it go? Does, does things ch- change? All right, here we go. Nope.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> nope. So, you know how you're trying to set up, like, a studio or something, and something's... Freaking backwards, yeah. You know, oh, you're I'm feeding back. I can't. I it's too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, you got, the, you got the, the 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 sound looping with itself. You've got too much power. Maybe I don't know what it is, but that sounded. Um, I, there's no lyrics, right? Nothing. No. Oh my god. Yeah, this is definitely. <laughs> these are sound bites for. uh What was that? Uh, that remake that Tom Cruise made. That was actually. It was quite enjoyable. And
0: the people... Mission uh, Impossible.
1: <laughs> oh, no, it was the space one.
0: Uh, Oblivion? I, I loved, loved Oblivion. From, um, oh, Day no, After no, no, no. Tomorrow? This was
1: like, uh, I think, early 2000s. Oh, uh, I don't know. What did the aliens come down? But they're, they actually uh, were
0: here the whole time. Uh, Journey, uh, no, uh, Attack of the, When the Earth Stood Still. No, not Journey yeah. to the Center of the Earth. It was When the Earth Stood Still. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is that the one? Yes. This sounds like sound bites from that movie <laughs> if they had just like the foley had given them like here's 4 minutes and 42 seconds of everything i've actually just listed it out just here here's this this is the the sound of listen to this this is crazy <laughs> you know it's just nuts okay so that was hacker uh, experiment yeah. 46 oh, man. i don't know if that experiment was successful let me just
0: say before you open the next link i did not see this album artwork very clearly when i saved oh. the link <laughs> okay This
1: is not Um, safe for work Yeah, you're right Okay, so bubonic bubonic nake and dead rats Okay, that's where the the dead rats comes in Sure So it's apparently a very alive rat And full of uh, vigor, apparently (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know Leia had a tattoo there on her uh, cheek Yeah,
0: Oh, but this Uh, is indicative of her outfit from episode four Got it But uh, obviously a little lower cut
1: Yeah Right. I wonder if that if that blaster is to scale, um, if it's got all the
0: (laughs) I don't know. It does look like her tunic might be Nike, though, if you look at the bottom there. Oh, you're right. There you go. So um, I'm trying to think who would who would do the artwork for this.
1: But you can see there's an MC. (laughs) It's probably Bubonic Nate. um, Oh, yeah. I'm wondering. So I'm trying to see. Is there a way for me to see who's in this band? Is there an MC like like master chief or something oh yeah I don't a know moniker goes by I'm I'll sort of skimming
0: the room. lyrics and this is very very much uh guys, in ode okay to so these uh, guys
1: are from Lancaster California There oh, is not man. a lot going on in Lancaster no okay <laughs> I think Lancaster is part of the basin there's just it's very dry yeah um, <laughs> there ain't a lot going on so and these guys mentioned in this little uh episode four biggs is away at the Academy I'm stuck here oh so those are the lyrics this right? is sick
0: yeah man this is like super okay. Let's they're, listen to this. So they're this star is, wars
1: fans this, for sure yeah bubonic nate and dead rats uh from our evolution here we go whoa that's
0: great bass
1: Okay, you have, so, to, you have to visit their band camp for two reasons. One, the album artwork. <laughs> um, right. And two, the lyrics for this song. I mean, just the way that they sing it. So it has that whole, what would you say? It's punk, punk rock vibe?
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was, yeah, it was a pretty straightforward, like punk rock vibe for sure. What's interesting but, is the artwork on episode four is very specific because the album artwork is different. I prefer, I think, the episode four artwork, which is problematic in most ways, but right. um, I dig the more uh, cartoon aesthetic. I think it fits yeah. their like punk rock sound. Right, right, right. Uh, this is definitely punk rock. I think they went with Boy. this song or this topic because of the Womp Rats and they are uh, the dead rats. Or dead rats is one of the two people in this. I'm not. I don't get the whole aesthetic of this band, but uh, I'm gonna say that the rats, the Womp rats, really got them into this. Uh, this topic.
1: So these guys, look at that picture in the top right. So these guys dress in uh, white collared shirts and loose neckties.
0: Oh what?
1: Like yeah. Yep. It, oh man. Okay. So if you click, click on the actual image.
0: Oh my um, God! These guys oh my look God. like they have
1: day jobs. Maybe selling insurance. Except for that guy on the
0: end is one hundred percent like the the like he works in like an a y office. The yes. the the fourth guy there, the small one. You're talking the guy on the right, yeah. With the he soul might actually patch. be the intern that gets coffee for everybody, and then he yeah, just yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, dudes. yeah, yeah, Like he yeah, for sure so works guys... at like Inatech or Inatrode, If we're okay. making some this office space like, references. Uh, Sharpie marker, right? That doesn't look like ah, uh, yeah, tattoos. man. I mean, we got Jack Skellington aesthetic, and then this guy's going like weird tiger. Second guy's doing like weird tiger and like steer or like uh, uh-huh. a deer uh, antlers, and then the other guy, uh, I, I think he's maybe painted on some facial hair too. Yes, that looks like it. I don't think you can.
1: Yeah, it looks like a go, just a regular goatee, and then painted on Fu Manchu um, flavor saver, and then he's got. The uh, lower chops. Yeah. But, man, look at the guy in the bottom right with that. It looks, I don't know, he darkened his eyebrows, <laughs> put red stuff around his eyes, and then put some kind of silver makeup <laughs> all over his face. <laughs> he looks metallic. I mean, I wouldn't want to meet the if, if I was in a bar in Lancaster, I would not want to run into these guys. What I'll do you
0: call thing. this aesthetic? So, Bubonic Nate's got the uppercase, lowercase thing going. So, like, he's, like, very right. very early 2000s. But then, like, the dead rats thing is in chrome bone font. And then, like, there's this circle, and then they're poorly keyed. Of, I don't know, man. This is... Uh, well, I don't even know. It's not even... But it's not that bone font. They actually paid a guy or found some
1: kind of render thing online to have that rendered.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely done in, like, Cinema 4D or Maya. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which maybe what these guys work in. Maybe they... Uh, oh, maybe my they God. Do. These guys are fucking... Uh, computer, yeah, they gotta let
1: off some steam, man. This is their Friday night. They must play the Lancaster bar bar scene,
0: you know. Uh, where's Lancaster? Is that the Inland Empire or is that, uh, is that north of here? It is, um, I think it's, it's
1: north Lancaster, California. Let's just see where that puppy is. Yeah, the Antelope Valley. So it is basically the desert. Oh, you know what? Oh, okay, right up above Palmdale.
3: Palmdale, Palmdale,
1: as my wife always says, that,
3: <laughs> come uh, back
0: to me. <laughs> That's it.
1: Yeah, you know, you you click on Lancaster, California, uh, on Google Maps, and the image for Lancaster is basically a road and a bunch of desert.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know how to so, feel about Lancaster, or and, and then I didn't. I thought it was like a maybe a duo, like like a duo of rappers like bubonic nate and dead rats were like two rappers but then obviously they're right. punk they're banned so now it's bubonic nate and dead rats so it's like very like 50s like greaser vibe with a name like that right. like like um who uh well i guess it's bruce springsteen and the e street band but like does anybody and right. the anymore <laughs> uh, um not that i can think of right now yeah well who do we have next in this okay, crazy scene so for after,
1: after Bubonic Nate and Dead Rats. Oh, where are we here? Oh, yeah. Doppel D. Let's see. Yep. Doppel D. So this is, uh, these guys have got, yep, German. Yep, for sure, because their album is called a Schnitzel bitter.
0: Okay. I'm sorry. Can we talk about the logo that they have on their artwork here? Is that boobs or those eyes or those testicles on the eye mm. there?
1: I'm going to go with boobs because these guys look a little bit uh, immature. Yeah. I love that they're uh, from
0: Germany, but like – and then there's like fried chicken on these turntables, and then one of them is wearing like a Yankees cap that looks not official, and then like a sports coat, uh, like a pinstripe sports coat that might have patches on it. Yeah, man. Well, that's actually schnitzel. Oh, they're eating schnitzel off of the. That's what it is. It it
1: looks like fried chicken, but it's. um,
0: Oh.
1: And so it means. Oh, and they have some beers. So a schnitzel bitte uh, means uh, a schnitzel please. Okay. So they're just. um, I don't know. These guys look like they're goofing around. Okay. Let's see. Doppel D. Let's listen to Doppel D. A schnitzel bitte. This is episode four. Asteroiden, zu they can select. Awkner, Piston, Planeten, Black Breton. The Eins, zur schöne Welt, so stirring Hedden. Horizont, Schwarz, Logan, Zigaretten. Tons of Wollenspucken, we're Waffen. Fleisch, the choice, we'll get the Kaffen. Tognikeven, Lecken, Katzen, Zin, Fratzen. Wollen, but to burn a Schatzen. How difficult do you think it is to get into the German club scene? Because this sounds like something if I went to Europe. <laughs> I would totally hear Doppelganger Schnitzelbitte uh on the turntable.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah, I I don't know cuz I think obviously German music isn't my thing. Uh that sounded well produced. It wasn't like my cup of tea. It wasn't my bit of schnitzel, but um right. I don't know, it sounded well produced, I guess. Yeah, what is it? One more that I have on here? Two Let's more. See. We got yeah. follower okay. number 7, Absenteeism. Absenteeism Okay that's cool Follower number
1: 7 Follower number 7 Absenteeism Episode 4 They've got some nice artwork They look like they're from from the the UK, UK Maybe Let's see how this one sounds That was good. I didn't know when they were going to come up with the lyrics, but I sort of paused it right when they started. Yeah, yeah. Sort of singing, um, it sounds really like
0: um, like when you get a new recording set up and you're like, oh, I want to lay something down. And then you're like, you lay it down. And you're like, oh, that was actually pretty good. Let me see if
1: <laughs> that's what it reminds yeah. me. Does of. it sound like they had the, uh, they did a loop. They picked out one of their loops? Totally. Okay. That was follower seven. This is the last one, it's Hype Mom. Okay. All right. So this is Hype Mom. Peep it. Okay, let's see. All right, Hype Mom by Two Song. Not to be confused with
0: Two, two Oh, no, All Hype right. Mom, Ma- uh, let's see, episode four from the album Two Song. So is there are only two right. songs on this. Um, oh, Must yes, be. that's right, because one of them was called Stairway to Heaven. So I was like, oh, this has to be a cover then. Uh, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> was it disappointing? I, w- oh, well, I don't remember, but I, I remember it not being a cover. Outside of it not being, you know, a cover.
1: Okay, I'm I'm interested to hear this. So, Hype Mom, uh, two song. This is actually a short track, so it's only a couple of minutes. Let's hear it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I really dug that. I think the production on the vocals was not great, but I kind of dug everything. Yeah. I dug his uh, his uh, uh, um, vocal melodies were kind of, like, not um, traditional, and they were still good. Did you see Hype Mom's, like, artwork? Yeah. Okay, so this is... Is this uh, from Boy man, Meets World, or...
1: No, this is the. It wasn't a spinoff, but it was when the brother after that show had concluded, or actually it was there. Um, and what is his name on the right? But he's one of those brothers of. It's a that's young, um, Michael. Actor.
0: Mike. Uh, Michael Lawrence, I think. It, Joey Lawrence's, Joey brother. Lawrence's yeah, younger brother. It. Yeah. Yes. And then the other one yeah, I so thought that was, was their spin-off. Uh, the other one I thought was from Boy Meets World, which is what I thought it was. Sean, oh, he is. Uh, not Sean. Oh wait, so. But they were both on he Boy is. Meets World, so was it a spinoff of Boy Meets? Was it Mike? Was I mean, Ma- it Matthew Lawrence? Was it Matthew Lawrence on Boy Meets World? Um, I, I don't think so. I think this is a different. This is
1: either a spinoff or, um, let's see, Boy Meets Matthew World. Lawrence and for sure was out. on Boy Meets yep, World. Yep, he was. Yep, you can see it from. You can definitely see it from the. But who's the redhead?
0: Yeah, I don't know that. So so I don't. If you know.
1: go to, it's not writer strong. Let's look at Matthew Lawrence TV show. Right, so Matthew Lawrence around the same time. Hey, my boy Matthew. So this was Brothers on the Frontier, Blossom. This is, So he's after Blossom, bringing up Jack. No, yeah, this was after
0: Blossom. Was the show called Hype Mom? Um, Well, so Boy Meets World. I don't know who the redhead is. I have no idea. Uh, now Maybe i, I got to find this out. It looks like a part of a show open because it has the closed caption thing on it. They're right. like kissing this girl on the cheek. Her aesthetic is very like two thousand, like ninety nine two thousand yeah. um I'm gonna look and well, he, you know what well, he was, was on brotherly love. love. you're thinking this is after brotherly love. So I'm brotherly love Friedel, was the show the he guy. did from ninety five to ninety seven, and who was on brotherly love with him? It was the three brothers, right? Joey Matthew, Andrew, and then a bunch of other people. Yeah, he he was Eric Matthews. Um Mr. Matthews. So that is Eric Matthews, right? Yes. It so, is. Oh, so now we need to see what else Eric Matthews was in, because that's where that's where we're gonna see what else they worked in together. Right. IMDB used to have a way that you could say, Oh, show me something that these two I, yeah. people were in. And now they don't it was in as Matthew Lawrence, right? Yeah. Wilfred is who we're looking for. We want to see what Wilfredell did in the turn of the century. Go Fish was some TV show that he did. Oh, this could be it. Was it Girl Meets World? I'm sorry? Was it Girl Meets World? Girl Meets World was was the sequel that that they did,
1: yeah. Yeah, you're right. That was just recently. There is this
0: show called Go Fish. Let me see if Matthew Lawrence was on it, but I didn't see him on it. Third Rock from the Sun, Zeta Project, Boy Meets World, The Wonderful World of Disney, Zoe, Duncan, Jack, and Jane was a TV series in 99. With Will Fridell and Selma Blair was on it. That's not Sarah, Selma Blair, but I want to see if Matthew Lawrence was also on this show. Well, there's Will Fridell, but he's cast and he's so low. Will Fridell and Matthew Lawrence show. Well, I'm just going to do a search for Matthew
1: Lawrence, Will Fridell, Redhead. There you go. Rachel, I'm to feel old, uh, Rachel from Boy Meets World is doing porn now. Interesting. Rachel
0: from Boy Meets World? Who is she?
1: Mm-hmm. Let's see if that's the redhead. So she is a redhead. It's not the same one. Is it? <gasps> is this?
0: Rachel no, McGuire. they are different. So Maitland Ward? Oop. It might be. So it's just a clip so, from Boy Meets World then? Yeah, basically. So it. it is, yeah,
1: Rachel from Boy Meets World.
0: Were they both, like, into her, like? As characters Oh yeah I mean I see Eric With her a bunch Yeah yes. yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: Okay that's her Oh here yeah, look I found I found, a, I so found
0: another sh- clip From the same thing Here I'm gonna send it To you right now Copy link And I'm going to Send it to you Now Bam Just another Shot of the same image There it is Okay Kisses Rachel We figured that one out Boy World Photo Eric
1: and Jack Kisses Rachel So she is doing porn now um, This is from an article uh, Yesterday <laughs> Oh, so this is a newfound development. This is, yeah, she just came out in a um, Blacked, um, which looks like some kind of magazine. So Blacked is coming this Saturday to get a free preview. And she, I believe she's in it. Okay, so another <laughs> another tasty tidbit of the show. You can go awesome. off and... Um, well, episode four yeah.
0: probably had, the, if they had a crush on her before, boy, will they be happy. Um, <laughs> so now I've got two covers. What do you have? Yes, I got two. So one of them has "attempt"
1: in the title, and yes. the other one is our boy Pluto Fatelli. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right.
0: Let's so hear. This is an kind to learn. Right. Is it <laughs>
1: okay? This one was recorded. Yeah, just four years ago. All right. Here we go. Pluto Fatelli, episode four. Hey,
3: this is uh, Pluto Fatelli. Um, Thanks.
0: This song's called "Episode Four. What's this angle? <laughs>
1: I don't know It's not flattering though You gotta get above your head That's Selfie 101
3: <laughs> <laughs> What's that dangling
1: from his guitar too? Is that some kind of uh, You know what climbers use? The
0: little powder packs? Oh okay. Maybe Is it a rosary? I can't or is tell he just holding He's, He's got, got a ring on his middle finger And it's and giving me anxiety Oh, it looks like maybe because he's it's reading, reading the lyrics. I kinda dig his hair.
3: Yeah.
0: What's uh what's that shirt he's wearing? Uh it just went green on me. Let's see. What is that shirt? Did he say something about cops?
3: Out of
0: Pop Punk Is prop, Pop Punk something Yeah Pop Punk sucks I think Whoa Hey hold on oh, man Come on buddy Come on Pluto And I think there's a picture of Mark Hoppus on his shirt No it's not Is that
3: Yeah it does say Pop Punk sucks that,
0: yeah. With American flag and somebody in front of it Yeah I wonder baby. back four, at the beginning four. It's uh Let me see
1: yeah, so it says pop punk sucks, and it's got a picture of. Is that? Did you say Tom Dolan?
0: I thought it was Mark. It looks like someone in front of it, the uh, American flag. Correct. It could be comped, but I'm thinking it's like. Remember, there was that band that did that, like 1985, uh, like Wheaties. Was it oh, I got a copy of or it or Bowling for Soup? I think it's one of those guys. So here's what it is. Um,
1: if you went to, so what? What is Wanalo? Is that where you can sell your own T-shirts and stuff? Oh, I don't know. You found the shirt? uh, t Yeah. So it says Pop Punk. I'm going to link you over to it. Let me try not to say this uh, copy image. I'm going to send out to you so you can take a look at it. So it says Pop Punk sucks, and it's got a picture of a guy wearing a shirt with maybe the original Pop Punk sucks of a
0: guy holding up the devil horns. So it's oh, it's a Real Friends shirt. Uh, Real Friends is a pop punk band. Okay. I see. And so the, the this guy wearing the shirt
1: in front of. I see. Yes. I don't know what album he's holding, though. It, I'll bet it's a Real Friends album.
0: I don't know that for sure. Okay. But. Okay.
1: So this is Real Friends probably put this together. I don't know the original Pop Punk. Uh, yeah, I, real. that's that's also Real Friends. It's the guy with the devil horns. Is uh, That one says Real Friends at the bottom, too. Oh, interesting. Pop Punk sucks. Heather Gray. Let's see on merch now. I want my merch. It's English. Hello. Yeah, I don't know. The guy just looks like he's kind of doing a, uh, speaking at youth group or something, but doing the devil horns. Oh. So our boy Pluto is wearing that newer shirt. The guy holding up
0: the... a guy wearing
1: that that other shirt.
0: Yeah. That's pretty good. I thought that was cool. Did he...
1: You know, it's tough to tell, but you know when they went into that little breakdown where where um, Zach does the four on the floor thing. Did it sound like he played off the wrong key or wrong note?
0: Oh, uh, I wasn't paying enough attention. I thought he stopped every now and again to like kind of catch himself. I think he was reading the lyrics off his laptop.
1: Yeah, that he did. He did get a little
0: bit of a hiccup there.
1: But it was still good. That was really good for for this. um, For sure. It was uploaded February 15. It looks like it was maybe on an iPhone 6 or something.
0: Yeah, so I will say special. that it looks like the first chord of our next guy kind of learn yes. suck less than me. Um, uh, it looks like he's playing an E in this first frame here, but I don't know if uh, right. So maybe the song's an E, or at least his version. Maybe that and that explains maybe that ex, that explains the the depth of that first note.
1: Um, you know, because I'm sure that yeah, Rick, these chords is Rick that himself?
0: he's playing is like very difficult so maybe he's playing it an interesting way or something okay and that was good so so um Pluto Fatelli was good this guy looks like a musician too you can see in the background he's got a
1: drum set right uh yes okay and an older uh, cutaway acoustic all right let's see this is an Ibanez all right here we go okay this is yeah so kind of learn, suck less than me episode four guitar attempt being very uh um
0: guitar attempt but four minutes and 28 seconds of an attempt yeah, that is a pretty good attempt. It's
3: a solid <laughs> attempt. All
0: right, here we go.
1: Oh, he's playing with it. Oh, I see, I see. He's got the backing. Well, he's got it just playing with him. Because,
3: yeah, oh, it looks like he's doing great. a bunch I of string bends I can't the, hear. Yeah.
0: Oh, there it is. I heard him.
1: I'm impressed with this guy's studio. It looks like some kind of... Uh outdoor shed or not a big one (laughs) though like a barn or something he plays
0: yeah that's his parents like sunroom that he like has grown up and like taken over (laughs) (laughs) and if they blow a fuse uh, like he's the one it's uh been built after
1: everything else because you've got those wires poking through the wall up at the top yeah they probably just ran ran some coax and uh And some Romex, like right across the house, they just. It's probably not to code, yeah. Yeah, I would. This is probably not to code. code. The fact that you can also see the uh, the roof sheathing up there. (laughs) 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 I mean, this is okay. He's just kind of playing along with it. It's fine. Yeah, it's not my
0: favorite cover style. um, When they play
1: along, I'll give to him. Yeah, it's not it's not anything that I would have on a playlist if it it doesn't seem like he's added anything to it, given anything, any part of his, I don't know, his own uh, taste or his own flavor. It's just playing along with it. Totally. What I do what I do give him is that he was playing the he was playing kind of the lead, the lead guitar there as far as. Yeah, he was kind of
0: all over the place in terms of like his fingering looked very difficult and like my hand was hurting watching him play. Right.
1: Well, hopefully those are some light strings. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: that was pretty good.
1: So that's it, right? I'm so that's glad it. you found the the bandcamp stuff because that made it a lot more interesting.
0: Yeah, those two, <laughs> those two covers. Um, so, yeah, after all said and done, what are your final thoughts on the Jimmy Eat World Song episode four?
1: Um, I'm looking forward to some of the other songs on this album, but Episode Four is a solid contender for uh, one of the top tracks on this one.
0: Yeah, Um, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to revisit the album and try to follow along with what's his name's uh, theory about um, a heap of games theory about it being a concept album.
1: Right. Yeah, this was really good. I mean, it's it's nothing spectacular with lyrics, but if it is part of a part of a larger you know rock opera,
0: that's that's all you need. Yeah, man. This is a small part of of a larger whole.
1: Right. (laughs) So, yeah, I liked it, man. What do you feel about it?
0: Uh, I think it's a great song. Um, I still, oh, I guess I really like the four on the floor thing um, uh, going into the chorus part. Um, I like how quiet it is and very subdued. Um, Right. And uh, I think it's a highlight on the record for sure. Like when I think of Static Prevails, this is one of the few songs that I remember is on it. Well, look, and
1: and um, I was able to score. Uh, his name's Jack, but you may know him more uh, better as username Pebble Swift. So, so I was able to get him. That's so awesome because
0: away. yeah, if you search the Reddit for episode four, the only thing that comes up is the survivor rounds that they did. Um, yeah, there's not there is no other content on that subreddit, unfortunately. Yeah. Maybe now,
1: maybe when we post this. But I mean, yeah, even if, we'll yeah, yeah just just
0: searching episode four last year's uh, last year's Survivor. Uh, how did it do? It made it to what, round? Oh, boy. It made it uh, to round one. Here's final four. results. Let's 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 look at it. I mean, I'm sure you get into it. Oh, okay, round one, blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay, I see who won. All right. Episode four well, it made it, it to round yeah, 23 six. 23 yeah. yeah. 23 ended up winning. Oh, 23 ended up winning everything. I was everything. just looking at the Clarity album, or the Static Prevails oh, okay. album round. It got knocked out in round six. Ah. With five votes, everybody, let's get on to the subreddit and really start making this a community that we can visit because the Blink 22 subreddit is so toxic and terrible. Well, okay, and, and you know what?
1: When you listen to what Jack has to say, uh, you know he's he's very much into data analysis. Uh, I would hope so. Yeah, you going noticed... after
0: like all this data,
1: <laughs> right? So there's a there's a low count, right? There's a low total count for the GME World subreddit, but if you look at the active membership. And the quality of those active members its actually a very positive community. So, yeah, you're right. If we could bring that positivity to another level and Yeah, increase, bring good content to the you know, subreddit. Sure don't, don't come here if you're a garbage person. Just bring them, <laughs> bring them to the subreddit and make it active.
0: Yeah. Until next time, be excellent uh, to each other. And party on, dudes.
1: Today I wanted to welcome Jack, also known as uh, username Pebble Swift, on the Jimmy Eat World subreddit to the Jimmy Eat Pod podcast. Did you want to? Did you want to take a moment to tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and your? I don't know, like your association with music and maybe what you like to listen to.
2: Okay, sure. Yeah, um, I I think I'm pretty late as far as people come when it comes to listening to music. You know, so I didn't start listening till I was in like ninth grade of high school. So <laughs> I'm kind of behind the time. So first thing, I, I and
1: I don't know, I don't know, I don't have, a, I don't have a conception of time with you. But that is okay. okay so that yeah. is actually very a, late. I, generally speaking, generally, I'm
2: a sophomore in college currently. So okay, yeah. okay, yep. So I started listening to late, and uh, I think kind of the my influences growing up were around pop and rock, you know. So and here I am. So that's kind of what I generally like to listen to. But I love anything from metal to jazz to occasional hip hop. So. But mostly, I like your good old standard
1: metal. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> and so you're you're typically You're what we would refer to, and I've used I've used this term before with with people um in, like multimedia is my major, and people that have uh, experience in a lot of different things. Like I got my finger in in video production and music production. But when it comes to music, I use the same terminology. You're like a, you're like a Renaissance man of music. So you don't really have, is there any type of music that you don't like listening to?
2: (sighs) Country. I can, I can stand one in every 10 country songs, but. (laughs)
1: That is the one most common response. When I ask people, well, what is the one kind that you don't like? I actually like country, but only nineties country, which I like to, and my partner will share this. We both like Garth Brooks, and I when I go on to Spotify or if I go on to Pandora, I say Garth Brooks Country. I don't want the new country, which is big and rich. I want older country where they're talking about not so much the whole uh, the the glamorous part of of being a cowboy. It's just really you know story songs. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you so you're 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 actually you're in a metal, you're in a rock. Um.
2: So when did you get into Jimmy World, then. So about three years after I started listening to music, they're kind of the first. Like I'd say, first time I ever heard Jimmy World song that wasn't the middle it was "Bleed American," and at the time that was the heaviest song I listened to. So,
1: do you? Oh, that. that so that actual track, the title yeah. track, you listen to. That's a. That is a really. That's a solid track on that album. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not my top. That's not my top album. But you know, I go through the subreddit and I look at what people's um what their flair has, and like I, I think of myself. Why did they pick? Why do they play Bleed American, or why do they pick um, Static Prevails? Um, you know, because mine, my top one, um, and, and I, I'm, I'm going to totally contradict myself from what I said in our introductory episode, but my top album has been Futures, and I think it's a, it's a combination. It's probably it's similar to what you're saying, where there's there's probably some kind of personal um, experience you had. If you said it's the first album that you had listened to and I, I don't know, it, since then, maybe you've just, it's it's become like a ritual to listen to it at a certain time, or you have this certain relationships with certain
2: songs. Yeah, I'd say not so much with Blade American, but Clarity. Like, I love Blade American, but Clarity's my number one.
1: Two out of these three that we've done so far have been Tom songs. What are your thoughts um, on Tom as as a uh, lead vocalist? Are you a fan a of, question, of his um, vocal style? I like,
2: I think his vocals are great, but he's just not. How do I phrase this? He's not the guy I, I like. Think of you know when I listen to Jimmy World, like some of their older tracks. Like I love right. more. I like his guitar stuff a lot more. I'd say than I like where he, perhaps like was the vocalist. You know.
1: Okay. Um. I had uh, an experience where I think it's a similar one to you, where I had heard James sing, and then a friend had given me. Um, static prevails and i thought this didn't sound like the same band i mean literally it didn't sound because it was it was tom singing but it didn't fit it didn't seem like it fit huh. right because it just i don't know what changed for them when they when they picked jim to actually start singing the songs james to actually start singing them. but that's when it seemed like okay now they've got something that they can build going forward that's a good point you had started, and, and this, I, have a, I have a question for you. The whole reason why I had invited you to, to be on this episode's, um, be the, the interviewee on this episode was because I had seen so much of your involvement in the GME World subreddit. And so you headed up the entire Survivor Series, right? Yes, yeah, sir. Um, looking at <laughs> every morning that I opened up my app on the homepage and I see at the very top, it wasn't like it was buried. Yours was right at the top.
2: How much of your day did that take up? Okay, so the initial post, I'd say, would take like an hour, you know, because I'd have to get ready everything. I'd make the, you know, the, oh, what do they call it? Not the format, but I guess you could say the the palette. the Like the template? The template, there we go. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, I kind of make the template for the entire Survivor Series, whether it was just the album tracks or B-sides, and then, you know, and then go from there. And then the next day I'd come by, it would maybe be a five to ten minute edit, and that's it.
1: Well, that makes it much. E- that sounds much easier because you said um, you had done the first part. The actual um, best of the best was. Did I read it right? Was it eight months?
2: Yeah, going into that it took eight months to get up to that point.
1: Man, do you know how many how many Google Docs or Google Sheets you had created to record that? <laughs> it's data? kind of funny because
2: we actually went through three or four different websites before we finally went over to Google Sheets. So I'd say if we had an average of about eleven an album, and we went through, you know nine jimmy world albums plus the best of the best so that's nine times 11 99 plus the probably 30 ish rounds of the best of the best and that probably puts us a little over 120 you know so wow and you had is it just you doing this or just is, did me. you have help <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when you say we you mean me right <laughs> yep Jay's. okay so you had done it so and another thing is i looked at the so i looked at the finals mm-hmm. okay and you refer to them as fun facts but it looked like analytical stats so i know you're you're i mean what are you studying in college are you doing like data analysis or something is that your is that is that <laughs> what you're uh, what you're planning on doing with your life when you're done
3: <laughs> it's funny
2: you ask that cuz i'm currently just doing my journals cuz i have no idea what i'm going to do with my life
1: <laughs> okay
3: <laughs> i'm and, a 19 and, and, and there's, there's <laughs> so,
1: no now, no pressure there. There is no, there's you know you don't know want at, at uh, 19, 20, You have there is no you know requirement to have any anything set in stone very at true. that point. But it just looked like you had so much, um, so much. Uh, I don't know interest in the whole like the the data analysis of it. And I think this was an uh it, this one showed up in the last three uh, rounds, and which was really cool facts. I mean it was very interesting. But I thought man, for someone to look at this data and then and analyze it to this to this extent to where they say all right cool these are all the fun facts i was impressed with what you had done with that (laughs) there were a lot of people that expressed their you know their appreciation Mm -hmm. you know it's another jimmy world song but appreciation for what you had done and all the time that you'd spent with that
2: (laughs) well that's what makes it worth it man is just saying the occasional thank you down in the comments so what can i say
1: Right, yeah, and it seems like you're pretty, you're very gracious with whatever anyone has to say. The whole, the, you know, we've been very fortunate with the whole Jimmy at World Server. It's a very positive community, mm-hmm. and I feel, yeah, you know, I feel very, I don't know, anytime I post something, I think I posted a picture from the very first tour, the very first date of their tour at the Greek in L.A., and it got a lot of positive responses. And yet that's one of those things where you, you don't have to feel threatened at all when you post something that's like interesting news or an article that that some you know uh record producers put out or it's just a really good positive um mm-hmm. community that we have there
2: one of the things i love about it is despite so, the size how active it is you know like i'm not the only person posting there every day there's two or three other posts despite only having like a thousand members so right. i see subreddits yeah, upwards of forty thousand at- that don't even get that so it's, it's crazy
1: yeah, so they're definitely committed, and I'm sure you're probably going to do some kind of analysis on how involved the, the the readership is and and the the people in this community. I see a lot of activity from you, and then from Snake Oil Twenty Seven, a huge contributor. To um, he does a lot yeah. of the memes though, in which is funny. Oh, I mean, it's funny. You, you don't really you don't expect to see the means um you know around Jimmy world and i think he had done the one he pic- he pictured or it had had a picture from the um Yo Gabba, Gabba that they had done a while back <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you're Which talking is, about i mean that's almost like it's like a dream it's it's almost seeing uh them in this dream state okay so in in regards to the whole survivor series um I have another follow-up question with that one. So, so what motivated you to start the whole Survivor Series okay, thing? Okay, so
2: another one of the subreddits I visit frequently was doing another one. So that's our slash Muse, right? I love Muse. I'm afraid of my band. So I saw them doing okay. it. And I was like, you know, I looked over at Jimmy World because I remember we did it two years ago from uh, the subs moderator. He posted it. His name was you slash walking on a wire, right? So, and I was like, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of want to see that happen around here because the subs grown. Like it's, it's twice as big as it was now. So I was like, I wonder if, what it'd be like to start this over again with a new premise, such as including the B-sides separately. And then that was another thing going into this, was that like those analyses I did at the end of like every Survivor series, that was something I wanted Uh to see. I was like, you know, I was like, being the kind of person I am, I like to see like random kind of just like cool things about what's happening, you know? So I was like, I want to make this more interesting, more involved for everyone, a lot more easier to see things that you normally wouldn't otherwise pay attention to.
1: Right. Uh, Yeah. Instead of, instead of just the results at the end. Right. So did you have at the beginning when you had, so you said you, you, you were planning on doing best of the best, uh, best of the B-sides. Did you have, um, did you know you're going to do worst of the worst?
2: I kind of had a vague notion. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll suggest it to the subreddit and see what they think. <laughs> okay, And then if they want to do it, I'll do it. So.
1: Yeah. They, I mean, that that one, that one only took a month, right? Worst of the worst? Yes. Yeah.
2: No, that one took like That was over a
1: Oh, okay. So not even that much. Yeah. Okay, that was fairly. Because a lot of the a lot of the time
2: between posting the Survivor Series, the whatever you call them, the just the regular posts. So like, say the ending post of one and the like it, the first round. The results in the first round. There we go. I'm terrible with words. I'm so sorry. It would be like a week or two of me just sitting around thinking, when am I gonna do it? <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't <laughs> a lot of work. It was me to just to like, get up and put it- when do I want to get a sit? When do I to sit down and?
1: Well, you know what, and you can actually, in the future, just so you know, when you become a professional and you sell your time, that can actually be billable time when you're thinking about all that stuff. So just consider that going forward, that you perusing that <laughs> or thinking about it in your head is totally sellable, billable. So <laughs> Nothing wrong. You're thinking. It's actually, it's your intellectual property. So what oh, are your thank thoughts you. <laughs> on the winner of it? So what, Yeah, of course, what did you think about 23 winning that uh,
2: that whole tournament? I'm, I think it was very expected. Yeah, I was more interested okay. in was, seeing, what was your other, what was your, I was more interested in seeing kind of what, who, who was going to place where this time, you know?
1: Right. Right. Um, and, and did you have, so I was expecting 23 and sweetness and I don't remember when sweetness got knocked out. I don't remember either. Um, do you, yeah, me neither, but uh, I was expecting one of those two. So when 23 got as like part of me thought, okay, this is what I was expecting, uh, but the other one part of me thought I was kind of hoping another track would have would have taken me too. over um, this time. It's, yeah. And and you know what? I, I saw what you wrote about. So worst of the worst caveman. Um, I saw what you wrote about it. And there's I, I totally agree with you. It's almost like there's no bad. There's no bad Jimmy Eat world song. Right. You almost have to. It's, it's not like they're the worst of the worst. It's just like the worst of the best. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's a good way to put it.
1: I mean, would you agree there? It's, yeah, it's it, because they're so, they're all, I mean, I, I, I was trying to think of Caveman and why it maybe got such bad, I don't know, uh, why it had such a bad reaction. And maybe it's because of the title, Caveman. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a Genie Eat
2: World title. I think what I've noticed in the subreddit, just even for posting Survivor Rounds, they're compared, okay, so if you compare their, like how many people were voting on the Static Prevail Survivor, how many people were voting on the Bleed American Survivor, the numbers were insane. Like the highest round on the Bleed American Survivor was somewhere like 84 total, right? And on Static Prevails, it was somewhere closer to six. So I think the big issue is people don't know the album well enough. There's maybe, I'd say, very few people who listen to that album regularly to know it well. So that's why... Wow, that's really good. I I didn't
1: even realize that there was such a low turnout for that one.
2: Yeah. So I think it's more of an issue of just not knowing the song. So...
1: Yeah, I you know I was trying to analyze it. That makes a lot more sense then. So I, I'm sure that all of the the tracks on that album had much more. They were much more susceptible to being knocked out than other ones.
2: Yeah, other right? than like the top two, I think that album had a lot of change in it compared to the first time the subreddit did it. So, <laughs> and that was half the votes back then too.
1: Right. Right. Uh, okay. So you told me how long you got? How long ago you got in Jimmy World? Mm-hmm. That was three years ago. You had said. Yep. So what, what got you into them? What was it? Was it someone that gave you an album or did you just, they were the first person that you picked up on Spotify or something?
2: Kind of. It's. I think this is going to be different than any other story you've ever heard. So I was just prosing Spotify in my health class in high school. Because, I you know, who, who pays attention in class? <laughs> okay. So <laughs> <laughs> Of course, and in I health saw, class. Yeah. So I came up on some playlist. It was like best songs by the best artists or something like that. I don't remember what it was called. Something along that line. So I looked into it because I was kind of bored and seeing if I'd recognize any names in there. And I recognized Jimmy World because everyone knows the middle. And I was like, I'm going to listen to this song. So I listened to it. I didn't like it. It was Bleed American. And I was like, okay, whatever. Next day, I come back to it and I was like, you know, I kind of want to listen to that song again for whatever reason. So I went back and listened to it and it blew my mind. Like I, I had never heard a song that good in my mind. And I don't think I've heard one that's hooked me as much since. And so then I was like, I want to listen to these guys cuz I really like that song.
1: Were those both on the same album? Yeah, okay. The middle was not on Future's. Okay. So those are both 2001. Yeah. yeah so that th- those two year those two years. So 2001, 2004, 2005. I can't remember when Future's came out. I think it was 2004. Those were two incredibly solid albums for the Yeah. There you go. So the two incredibly solid albums for the band. And they I'm hoping and it sounds like they did. They have been they've been able to draw a good uh, fan base. And I know that they've, you know, they, they've had a few albums since they've had three or four albums, maybe four or five albums since then. Um, and they've had mixed reactions. I look at them and I try to I try to find the subreddit and I search through how people what, what people how people feel about damage and uh, integrity blues. And, you know, there's there's kind of like some people have those those reactions to it. it's like it's it's softer than I was expecting. This is a softer album. I, I need a rot rock, more rocky album. But uh, the self-titled or Bleed American and uh, Futures were two. There were two solid albums that they had out that I think are great sort of catalyst for people to listen to. And then, then, then this is an idea of what Jimmy Eat World is as a band.
2: Very good. I agree. So, how when was the when was the first time you saw Jimmy Eat World live? Uh 2017. So about a year after I've been listening to them, they came up to Montana. I'm from Idaho, so good old Potatoville here. Okay. So they came up to Montana.
1: Hey, we're going up there. We're going up there next week. I'm going to be in Boise uh, next week. I'm on week. the other
2: side of the state. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd say let's nice. meet Nice. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> yeah, so they came up to Missoula, Montana, and I saw them in a little theater there. Got front row, and I...
1: So, how many people were in that venue? You said a small venue. How many people you think were in there? 600. Oh, that's... Okay, That's pretty. that's, that's pretty small. That's like... It's like half the size of one of our normal venues out here. This like the normal small venues out in LA. I'm just kind of finalizing wrapping up the whole uh, Survivor series thing. I should know this. But
2: what what is the stake? That is uh, I will steal you back. <laughs> I made a typo. I no. think it was like on the third round or something in the comments and then it kind of just like there was just a million comments under it of everyone making fun of me. So then we just started calling it the steak kind of as an inside joke.
1: And that's why you trademarked it. That's why you have the trademark little thing, right? Yeah, man.
2: <laughs> that was awesome.
1: I had no idea because I was like, I'm going to go back and try to look at where maybe there's like steak somewhere or maybe it's some kind of acronym or something. I'm so a it was just a side and There's a skunk. So I'm booking
2: it real quick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, All I don't, right, don't man, believe Book that. it, dude. Oh.
2: All right. Did, he, did, he, think did he, he smell
1: or did he uh, spray?
2: Nope, I just saw him, and I was like, "I'm not staying here." So,
1: <laughs> there we go, dude. First, first podcast to have a, a skunk live on the interview. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> okay, oh, all right, man. Scared so, me, man. Oh. Um, let's talk about. Let's, are you okay? <laughs> I'm good. All right, so I saw your post about Zach's drumstick. All right, so you had you had kind of explained it why you got it, right? You were in the front row and everything, and so. How stoked were you to get that? Did he walk up to you? Tell me about that.
2: Okay, so, yeah, it was the end of the concert, right? So they played, uh, they played the middle, of course, to close it off. And so I was kind of talking to my girlfriend. I was like, man, I was like, what do you think? And she was like, I wish they had a longer set. And that was the first thing she said. And then I kind of looked up at the stage, and I saw Zach come down. He had the two drumsticks. And I was like, I wonder who he's going to give them to. And he pointed at me. I assumed it was at me. And then he pointed right next to me. And then he <laughs> walked down. He jumped off the, drum- off the stage. He came over. And so everyone's hands are reaching forward, of course, mine included. And he like looked me in the eye and he put it in my hand. I could see him like his eyes follow from up my shoulder to my hand and he put it in my hand and my mind. I like, I've never had another moment where I felt like, like that in my entire life. That was just like, my mind was blown. My favorite band, my favorite drummer, everything was like, this guy is giving me a stick. Like, is this real? So then I was screaming like a little girl and, and my girlfriend. <laughs> and, <yeah. laughs>
1: real manly, man. You gotta, you gotta be a real manly man. <laughs> So they, you know what they refer to, they, they refer to that. I think there's a word for that in the English language and they call that serendipity, brother. Serendipity. That sounds like, yeah, man, that sounds like, it sounds like Zach. I mean, it was just, it was meant to be. It's like weird that you, I thought, cause I thought you were going to say, oh, I was watching him the whole time. And he, he, you know, we, we made eye contact a couple times during the show, but it was just, you just walked up back to the front. Your hand was one of many in a sea of hands. And then he looked at you. You said from your shoulder up to your eyes and then handed it to you.
2: Yeah. Well, another thing to consider, I don't know if this has anything to do with anything. Halfway during the show, I saw him kind of look at my area, right? So I kind of made a big movement. And then I stroked my beard and I pointed at his and I gave him a thumb <laughs> up. So maybe okay. that was like his All favorite right. so,
1: or um, something. So note note to self, I have got to grow out a beard, uh, stroke it while I'm looking at Zach playing the drums, and maybe I'll get to see. <laughs> 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 Oh man. So, so is that your only interaction? Have you ever met the band at any no, other time? No, that's my
2: second time seeing them live. So.
1: Okay. So that was your second time. So, and that was, uh, that was this year. That was the Summer of God's tour, you know, and, and, and I, I heard the same thing from every, from most of the people that, and Dave was with me at the show in, uh, at the Greek and we both said the same thing was they ended up, I, you know, I heard that they switch back and forth and sometimes they'll close the show but it just seems to be like a slower show – I'm sorry, a shorter show where they'll do like a 45-minute – what they, I think they refer to as like a festival set where it's – I mean, it's a good show, but it's not the show that you want when you see Jimmy at World, right?
2: I thought it was great personally because this time – the first time I saw him, it was kind of I think whatever the other kind of set list is where they kind of just play some of their recent songs and some some kind of like deep cuts or whatever, right? And then this time, they just played straight bangers the whole time, and I was – it was great. <laughs>
1: I mean, I guess that's one way to look at it. I mean, I I do remember just singing along with every song. So I, that's, that's one show of how good they picked their, their set list yeah. to be, right? Did you give a listen at all to the song episode four?
2: I didn't, but I can recall Tom's voice at the very beginning of the song. Okay, all right, yeah. And then I
1: had not, so up, you've got it, that's it. So up until like two weeks ago, because a lot of this stuff, I mean, there's, the, the ultimate goal of this uh, for Dave and I is to be way more familiar with with Jimmy World. It sounds like you're on a uh, on a way faster track than he and I are cuz we we have a uh, you know long back experiences with them back to 98 which is I don't know you're probably like 4 years old but um if you go back to um
2: <laughs> I wasn't even alive when that, that album was released about that
1: no, no. <laughs> of course, I knew it. I knew it. I, I, I knew I would hit that point, Jack. I knew I would hit that point. <laughs> um, so this song, so episode four. Um, I are you into Star Wars at all? Yeah, not
2: as much as your average person, I'd okay, say. But so I you're enjoy into Star it.
1: Wars. We haven't actually recorded the episode for episode four yet, but you know I'm gonna have to b- bring that up that I'm just not into Star Wars nearly as much as he is. And I'm I, I'm assuming that episode four, because the way that it's listed on Jimmy World's um, uh, track listing, it's gotta be for this Star Wars film, the very first Star Wars film that came out in like 1978.
2: I don't know. What to say. <laughs> that's right. kind of interesting.
1: Right. So that's, that's, it's my only assumption to this. I have no other, I, I didn't know if you were going to be into Star Wars, maybe I was, we were going to try and weave in like the, the whole relationship there, but I will tell you this. So are you aware of the, um, are you, okay. First, let me ask you this. Are you a fan of Blink-182?
2: I don't listen to them too often, but I do enjoy it. I do enjoy that. Okay.
1: Okay. So, okay. There's, there's, there's actually, and I, I love this because there's an interweaving of, there's like three bands that that I've sort of followed since their kind of inception. One of them's Blink One Eighty Two. One another one's Weezer, and the other's uh, Jimmy Eat World. Got the Holy Trinity there, but man. There is, yeah, I know, right? The Holy the, the the Trinity. So there is um, there is a link between Blink One Eighty Two and this track that uh we're gonna mention in detail when we do the episode. But if you didn't know this, that Tom DeLonge uh, was at a Jimmy Eat World concert. And uh, I guess episode four was playing and it was the first time he had said, I love you at the end of that song to his girlfriend at the time. All right. So then you fast forward to when they're getting married. I think this was around 2001 and his girlfriend remembered it. She asked Jimmy Eat World if they would come play at their wedding. And so Jimmy Eat World, they agree and they dress up in tuxes and they play episode four uh, as, um, I don't know when they pre- proceeded, what part of the, the wedding it was, but they played full band, uh, episode four, for Tom DeLong and his wife. So I thought that was a really cool story when I was researching all this whole, this whole track. Yeah. I,
2: I think I heard something about Markov's just getting married and they played at his wedding, but I don't even remember.
1: Right. So that's that, you know, and I'm, I'm researching that now. And I think it was actually, a, I think it was just Tom's, but you know what? Maybe maybe I'll chat with Mark one day on the pod and, and we'll talk about that. And it will actually be Mark's wedding that they guys they Okay. So last question. I know. I appreciate oh, your time. I got man. All the time. To um, work, man. Okay. So what have you thought of Jimmy World's tour so far? Just this current tour? Yeah. Uh
2: loving it. Just through your classic fan. Well, I wish they had a longer set. But Third Eye Blind was great. I love their set. Yeah. they were high energy. You know, they filled out the stage. They were all running around. It was can't complain. It was a good good concert.
1: Yes, and I have to look at his age because I totally forgot. It's a maze host. So for someone that's up on stage, uh, jamming around, running around, I'm, I don't know if you wore the hoodie for your show, but for being 54 years old, Stephen Jenkins has needs like you know it's a 54? little bit of a round of applause for that guy. For,
2: <laughs> yes, dude, he's 54. He's like uh, he's like four times. I he was of like you, 40 at his oldest.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, he, he looks yeah. good for his age. All right. But I was amazed to find out that he was 54 years old because Jim's Jim's like 41, I think 40, but I don't know, man, it's just amazing. It was amazing to see that, that difference in age they're touring together and how much energy that he brought mm-hmm. to the stage. Okay. So, um, let's, let's talk about the, the last little thing we'll chat about is the the new album. Okay. So it's been announced, um, washed up emo, he he had mentioned that he talked with I don't know if he talked with with James or what, but he had he had sort of released that their albums coming out in October. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, are you are you excited for this album? I mean, I I I think I already know the answer, <laughs> but are you excited? It's
2: the only album of anybody I follow that I think is coming out this year, and I couldn't be more excited. Favorite band. So. Okay.
1: You know, I think if a band can come out every five years with an album that, you know, that's that's pretty good progress. But this is actually really good for Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. So this is um, now now it's okay. Looking at the tour, looking at them on stage, I you know, I'm trying to to make this sort of assimilation here. Do you think there's any tie-in with their stage design, those four fans, and the design of their album? Do you think anything's going to be sort of correlated there?
2: I was wondering about that, too, because uh, at that time, I was like, that's kind of a unique design, you know? Like, the only thing that, I, that reminds me of is the Red Hot Chili Peppers deal, but... Right. I'd say okay. yes.
1: Okay, so I was thinking about it. I was, looking, I was looking at an image from one of the shows. It actually... So the four fans look like... Not like fans, but they look like asterisks. So I'm wondering if they're if that's going to be sort of like a theme on this album is going to be the asterisk as like a symbol or like some kind of icon on the, on the design.
2: It's a good point. I'd love to see that.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see in what it's, uh, August, September, three months. We'll see in three months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if they do leaks anymore. Uh, you know, <laughs> when, when us old people were <laughs> back on the internet, back in the, uh, <laughs> the bear share and Napster days, you know, sometimes bands, we did have a leak like three or four weeks before. I think they still do that stuff, right? They still leak music.
2: Yeah, Muse leaked it. I actually had their album leaked last year as well. They had it leaked, I think, like two weeks in maybe a week in advance. I think it's tighter, but it's like the security around the leaks or whatever, but they had it leaked a week in advance. And I listened to it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So there, um how many times have you seen I Muse have not in seen them yet.
2: They came here when I was supposed to be at a Marching Man concert in my high school years, so I couldn't go. I don't want to oversell. Um, That band.
1: Okay. I'm not trying to, but I'm going to say probably the best live performance I think I have personally ever seen as a three-piece band. So just go with that. When you see Muse live the first time, just think about that, that Justin had said that Muse was the best three-person live band experience that I think I've, I've personally ever seen.
2: Yeah, I've heard that they're very up there too.
1: Okay. I mean, I don't know if you're planning on seeing them anytime soon, but, uh, they are definitely a, uh, you know, a worthy contender for like a
2: top live show. I think a couple lists have placed them in top 10 of all time or whatever. I don't know. Something like that. At least the top ten.
1: All right. Well, look, uh, Jack, is there any other things that you, uh, that you wanted to mention, man?
2: Oh, uh, thanks for bringing me onto your podcast. <laughs> I was kind of a Dude, surprise.
1: I, I'm so excited to have you on episode four, Jack. I'm so kind excited.
2: Side side note: we barely even talked about episode four, so I'm kind of curious there what the connection was.
1: With with, with what I know, with what yeah, with with the, the connection. song.
2: Like we just didn't even like talk about it.
1: Um, you know what? And you know what? It's it's not like I said, man. It's not about the song. Dave and I will spend probably like an hour and fifteen minutes grossly dissecting that thing. I'm more excited about these interviews. You know, and you're the second one that I've conducted. And it's more interesting talking about people and their experiences. Like yours is very unique, very unique. And how you got, I mean, that's a very, uh, I, I have never heard of that kind of story where someone hears the middle and, ah, this is terrible. And then they I hear the middle was beautiful. Uh, Bleed American and they're hooked. It was awesome.
2: Bleed American, I thought was terrible. And then the second time I listened to Bleed American, I was hooked.
1: Oh, I thought you listened to the middle and thought it was terrible. No, no, no.
2: I loved the middle. And that's why I checked out Bleed American.
1: That's even more insane. Then, so you checked out on the whole album, and then you listened to it again. No, sorry, just just the title.
2: <laughs> no, right. Just the title track.
1: Right. right, 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 right. Yeah, but you had said in in capital letters, "BB Best Band." So from from initially hating them to saying best band, <laughs> you know, that's amazing. That's that's awesome. That is that is one of those stories that you know people need to hear. Like, okay, this makes this resolidifies my love for Jimmy. I world. think.
2: The best songs band. you hear are not the ones you fall in love with on first listen, but maybe your second or third try hearing them. That's my experience so far.
1: That's why Dave and I love Jimmy World, and we're learning about them, and we're learning from people like you, who are these people that the forerunners of setting up these these um, you know best of the best and all this stuff. You're doing, you're you're setting, you're getting all this data for us basically <laughs> that allows us to uh, make it a little bit easier. So. Um, you know, Jack. I want to. I want to thank you, man, for coming on. I appreciate your time, dude. I know you said you had all night, but I'm hoping that the uh, party this afternoon that you went to was was, was it was off an chain, and, you know, midday parties are the best. <laughs> there you go, dude. Awesome, man. That, those are those are some of the best Uh-oh. parties, right?
2: Uh, lots of food. I love
1: it. Awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's amazing. Awesome, dude. Okay. So, hey, look, thanks again, man. Um, uh, this, uh, you know, go ahead. This, I guess this, conclu- this concludes your broadcast day with <laughs> episode four of Jimmy Eat Pod. Well, thank
2: you very much.